evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Taylor and Gus G, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. We are, you're on today because you're promoting, you have a, a, a live album celebrating the first Firewind album. So raging. And September 1st, I believe, is the street release date, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a Blu-ray and double CD live release, yeah. It's pretty awesome. I've, I've had a chance to get an early listen to it, and I've been really digging it. And, and, you know, it's, being a fan of Firewind, it's really like it's like a it's like a treat, it's like a holiday treat underneath the tree. You know what I mean? Because it's live, cool, yeah. it's fully energy. I mean, you're familiar with it, but it's but it's like it's like Mach two. You know, what I mean, it's really ramped up energy. You know. Cool. Um, it, Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. I think it's a great idea. I did too because I think you were you were at the the point where I think you guys were talking about how to celebrate 20 years, right? And and this kind of came about instead of doing like a, a re-release, which is cool. I like them, you know, but this is kind of a fun, different way to celebrate it. Um, I mean, originally that we we definitely didn't have any plans to to make like a a a video recording to film any concerts or anything right. because you have to think like still early twenty twenty two, it's still pandemic. You know, it was winding down and like like everything happened really fast. Like we were at home for two years and all of a sudden things start opening up first first country of all was america we came yeah. over we did like a, the cruise one of the cruises in miami and then we came back and then we got an offer to to replace a band on the dragon force tour their special guest had dropped out and then they're like you know i i herman is, is a friend and he said dude can you do the tour it starts like in six or seven weeks I said oh man I got to get out of the house. I'd love to do this tour. So we did it like a, we jumped at the last minute. We made the visas happen somehow. I don't know, but we, we made it happen. So so all of a sudden, from sitting in the couch for two years, we're back on the road doing like, you know, a coast-to-coast tour in America for five or six weeks. And then we got, came back, did a couple of festivals. Europe opened up a bit slower. Anyway, so... We had these two shows in Greece. We were going to celebrate. We, we, we put out like a, a, a vinyl release of the debut album, like a limited thing, which was like a DIY project. And then we had these two shows, right, at home. And we were like, okay, that's going to be it. And then all of a sudden, we had the opportunity to, to film the hometown show here in Thessaloniki. This is where I'm from. And, uh, I mean, the opportunity came up. I knew the guys that owned the, the film company, and they, they approached me about it. And I said, you know what? Why not? Let's just have the footage and we see what happens with it wow. so it was just one of those things that came like last minute and then then you know w- once this happens like like ideas start spinning in my head for, for like months i'm like what what should i do with this i mean i one one idea was to put it up on youtube and then i was like i want to i want to do something better than that i want to just like have something that people can hold in their hands see if we can if we can put put it out like as a physical product of some sorts and that's when i talked to the label and AFM was into the idea. They're like, let's do a Blu-ray. Let's go for it. So, Oh, it's fantastic. I think what's really cool about it is, well, first off, I'm going to say, the idea of you guys and Dragon Force playing together is, is awesome because what a great mix. What a great fan base for both of you. They get such a crossover. It's a, it's a really good tour, you know? Um, yeah, it was a good tour. It fits yeah. perfect. It fits, it fits perfectly musically. I mean, uh, and they're great guys. I just had Mark uh, Mark on the other day. Um, but... but um, the quality of it, it sounds great. The production's great. Um, and I know you, and also it's, like it's a stretch because anybody that is or isn't aware of you can go to your your, your YouTube page because you are a YouTuber 
and you have been on a lot, especially during COVID. So you talked a lot to the people, you did your streaming, talked about the history, you kind of went over your bumps in the and you're learning your YouTube while you're live, <laughs> getting the audios right and stuff. So, you know, it's oh, yeah. really, it, it's real. It's fun. I think I encourage you to go, go to your site. It's, you know, Gus, just put in Gus G in YouTube and you'll, you'll be the top choice, you know, and and, um, and subscribe to this channel because it's fun. It's got a lot of stuff on it, you know. Obviously, it's your stuff and, and, and the Firewind, but you're, you're pretty interactive. Are you going to keep trying to do stuff on that now as the world is open and I just going to be I like, I will, oh, yeah. I mean, I did, I did put a lot of effort in the YouTube channel um, without really trying to be a YouTuber, but I tried to give out some information, some s small guitar lessons. Mm -hmm. I did some live streams, like you said. Um, the, the, the channel has, has grown a little bit. Um, yeah, that's yeah, good. I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'd like to keep putting out some um, more, more stuff whenever it's possible. Um, it's also hard. Like, I realize, you know, going into this, a lot more like seriously i realized that I, I was watching other youtubers and it was like wow i can see why a lot of those guys are getting burned out they yeah. they run out of ideas or like some of these guys work really really hard they have really high quality production videos and things like that and if one of them doesn't do well you know so <clears throat> they're really worried about that i mean I, I don't really have to worry about that i i, I just put stuff out actually during the pandemic just of course, I wanted my uh, my visibility to to grow and stuff, but at, at at the same time, I just did it because I was at home and right. just being creative. I will try to 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 maintain it and keep putting stuff up there. Yeah, for sure. I think it's I think it's fun. I mean, like I do this channel. I started just during uh, very very beginning COVID because I wanted to promote artists. Like I don't I didn't I don't even file to make money off the channel because I don't care about that. I'm not one of those guys that's like surviving. I have my I have my own separate career. So this is just me putting a million hours into this supporting artists so to me the success is every time i talk to an artist like you that, that a band that i love and then hopefully whether it's a podcast or youtube another fan goes hey i like that band or they learn something new about you know the costs why why is this artist not coming here because of the visas you know now buses that were maybe fifty thousand dollars a month are now one hundred nine thousand dollars plus gas the prices have doubled i, I try to talk about these things because the artists aren't going to complain about it and you know but for you, you're not a YouTuber in the sense of a survival person, because that, that that's a hard world. You're a musician, but the idea of you putting content out just at, off your phone, I think the fans just appreciate it. Like, just, you know what I mean? On that level. Because yeah. it's, 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 it's just another way for you to reach your fans. It's not like a career YouTube, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't make a living from YouTube. I barely make no, any no. money out of that. Barely so, make I mean, anybody I, makes money from YouTube. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. Even even like the really pro guys, they have a hard time nowadays. So, um, so I mean, I I don't worry about that stuff. You know, it was more like about just putting out information. You know, like when people were always asking me, like, hey, show us your guitars or show us this and that right. or or asking me tips and tricks and stuff. So I'm like, no, I'll just put it out there because I don't even, I don't even do guitar lessons. I don't do uh, lessons private and stuff like that. I don't, I have no time for that. So, and I'm not really interested in that. So I'm like, I'll put out all the, like all the info that I, I know I'll, I'll gladly yeah. put it out there for free. I don't care. So that that's what it's about to me. You know, so. that, that's the vibe I get. And that's why I enjoyed it. Like, like I said, I don't, the same thing. I'm just like, I just got information. I'm going to put it up there. I want people to see it. Like I've I've watched and in, in, in on your stuff talk about the guitars and 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 your, your endorsements and, your, and the amps and you do this really good piece. I love the fact you were on on Eddie Van Halen. You were doing um, uh, don't tell me what love is that guitar tone. You totally captured it, and it is it's one of the best Van Halen riffs ever. Um, yeah, it's it's a very personal thing you do, and 
I also want to lead into besides the album coming out, you also have been doing a lot of solo work. And you just had a solo album not that long, long ago. How are you balancing that between solo and Firewind? Because, I mean, you are the sound, you are the core, the heartbeat of Firewind, you know? How are you balancing that yeah, out for songwriting? Um, I really have no problem with it. You know, it doesn't, because I, I always write ideas. And whenever I have ideas, I just put them into my computer. Whether it's like a f more like finished idea or just like something very quickly uh, and rough idea, I'll just record it and I'll revisit them later. And then like originally, I'll just put a bunch of stuff down mm -hmm. on my, uh, you know, on, 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 on my software here and then on my computer. And then I'll start kind of like picking which idea will fit which project depending on, on where I am at where I want to go. Like I, I start thinking about those things at a later phase. So I always have enough material to to go back to and revisit and, you know, either rearrange or rethink it. Um, the main point for me is like to have enough ideas always. So well, I, I, I think, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I don't doubt you don't have the ideas. I think my thought is like when you're writing a song or you listen to it, where do you define? You're like, you know what? This is more of the, the Firewind silo. This is more of the Gus G silo. And like, what are the parameters you have for each of them? Like how far you'll stretch out because having a solo band or a yeah. project, you can kind of, you can kind of do what you don't do with Firewind. It's supposed to like if Firewind could do everything if you didn't have it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it feels like you have a well, the thing is, the thing is with Firewind, we cannot do everything we want. Like there's a certain limitation, uh, even though of course I have, we have full artistic freedom the, the, by now the band has a certain sound and style. So it's not like we can deviate from it too much. Um, sure you can. This is rock and roll, man. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why you start doing I mean, music. So not following the rules. We have we we have experimented. You know, we 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 always try to add some small elements to every record a little bit and try to evolve the sound. But I mean, what I try, I, how to say it? I try to to um to describe well, it best. I think your fan base um, like when I more locked in. You know, more than more, more than you. Maybe yeah. I mean, when I when I put a solo record, for example, like. When I did the first two solo records, I just wanted to collaborate with different singers. And mm -hmm. I just did that. You know, I just worked with different people. And then all of a sudden, I went into like a power trio thing on the next record on Fearless. And then I put out Quantum Leap, which is a full instrumental record. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, I, obviously, Firewind cannot do that. You know, there's a certain path that we've chosen and we follow. And we've, we've, uh, we've established a certain sound and style. And we are building upon that. So we look at it like how to build up on what we already have. Um, and and then like the solo thing started just out of a necessity of me uh, to just branch out and and, and do uh, other things that I probably wouldn't put on a Firewind record. That's where like the first two records I tried to do more like a alternative American radio rock music. And then I just went from there and then I tried other, other things out. Um, so it's cool to have both projects, honestly, because stuff that will sound more rock or maybe stuff that is going to be like instrumental, purely guitar instrumental music. I'll just mm -hmm. keep for the solo stuff. And then, you know, the, the more traditional metal sounding, it'll obviously end up on a Firewind record. I, I think people are learning now. I mean, that it, it's great to, to have a, to have other projects and be in other bands because you're writing with other people and you're being creative. You're not getting just stale with the same people. So you're kind of coming back, you know, to the same band again, but you already had all this other experience, so you're not getting bored with the same people for ten years. 
you know, less breaking up, less jealousy. You know what I'm saying? It feels like you're always fresh. And we've learned with pandemic and you've learned, I mean, no gigs forever, no bands forever. I mean, Ozzy, yes, I was really interested to through Ozzy, but like I said, Ozzy has had a, a million fantastic guitarists. So to consider yourself one of them is such a great thing to be you know, aligned with those guys. But there's no forever, ever thing. So it's always great to have a lot of things going on, I think, for a musician, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, you definitely cannot take a gig like that for granted. And um, like, yeah, like you just said, it's good to keep it fresh. It's good to um, do new projects every now and then. Like I always ask myself before I start something, like where do I want to go with this next record? What is it that I want to do? Like it's, so that's like a very basic, but at the same time, very philosophical question. So then I go into these thoughts like, okay, that's when my mind starts getting creative. Like, what is it that I should, I would like to do maybe? Um, and it, like during the pandemic, making that uh, instrumental record was, that was the right time and the right place to do an instrumental record. Like I, I was, people always ask me about it and I always thought about it, but I never really had the time of the day to sit down and plan this out properly. And then, you know, during the lockdowns, I just sat there and, and I was like, you know, I probably cannot meet with anybody else in the studio, cannot work with any singers or anybody else. So I'm just going to write everything here in my home studio. And it was, it was a good time writing that record, you know, and it was, uh, it helped probably me healthy. get through the lockdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It helped me get through the lockdown and, and uh, helped me keep my mind busy. And at the same time, it was like a very quiet time where nobody bugged me. Like there was nobody from the record label asking or no, you know, no booking agent asking, what are you going to do next? What are we going to, so it was just like me there sitting in front of my computer playing guitar. Yeah. Do you think it's inspired you to maybe want to write more for other, like other people, other songs or, or like comp compositions for movies, or even maybe do like some, even like unplugged, like more like an acoustic string type music for fun to challenge. Like, has it, open other other thoughts like you're like you know i could kind of go here with this kind of hmm. you know what i mean I, i'm not sure i mean i like cinematic music and all that but to make that decision and to go into a different type of world not for a totally um, change just to write something different just to write you know, if you have a couple fun songs you write you're like oh i could try this and yeah throw it out there kind of you know i mean because your music's pretty inspiring it's pretty high energy it could i mean actually any of your music could probably already go into an action film as it is you know yeah but you know you have to think that that's a different uh, lobby that's a different world like it's not something you can get that much no. like we are in, in in our own metal heavy metal world bubble and then that's a different world there so like if, if i said i were gonna start making that kind of music today it would take me probably another decade to get into that world and right. maybe have even and have any success or any connections into that world so i probably wouldn't waste any time doing that uh, i don't really feel the need to write any um um cinematic music anyways i don't even know how to do that but i don't know man like uh everything comes out of playing guitar for me primarily no yeah. it's only because i've speaking to other musicians sometimes they once the flood as i said earlier the flood gets open they've got all kinds of like well you know i'd kind of like to try this and i'd like to try this just you know even not for for financial success just to kind of throw it out there just because you're an artist and you want to create you're not i mean you're successful in, in your solo career and your environment if you just write another stuff just because you want to write it because you're an artist, you know? Yeah. So I mean, if I feel the need about... to write something, yeah. If, if I feel a need to write something like that, I'll, I'll do it. And I think I will use my, my solo uh, projects to, as a, as a, as a vessel to, to put out music like that. If I want to experiment more and if I want to do other stuff, 
I want to do an acoustic album, if I want to do a symphonic album, if I want to do yeah. like a cinematic album, I, I will do it under my own name, not under a firing, obviously. So yeah, yeah. If, if that's what you're asking, yeah. But I wouldn't really try to make it make a career out of out of like trying to, you know, establish a different style. Oh no, no, no. It's too and late. Actually, <laughs> and actually, trying to get into cinematic thing is it's probably harder. You probably have a better chance nowadays if people listening if you're in a band to get to just being a rock band and making it than you do to cinematic music because it's even harder. Exactly even tighter a smaller group of musicians yeah I, I i'm i'm aware of that but i mean i meant like just as, as a creative uh, entity um but so i just we'll, we'll cycle back to the end of this as we go in new music firewind as this so this is going to come out in september you have a couple gigs out there you're going to try touring on this a little bit or do those few gigs and then write the new album or really where, where are we at with that yeah the new album is finished actually uh oh. we are We've done, we've, we've, we've done, we mixed it, mastered it, we delivered it. We're just uh, in the process of picking out the singles uh, and getting the artwork done. Uh, I think we should be ready by um, sometime end of September with everything. Um, we're not going to tour behind this live release. This is more like a, kind of like a special commemorative thing. And yeah. we just, it's kind of like an in-between thing, in-between release before the next album right. comes so yeah so we're just gonna put that out we have a couple of festivals left until the end of september and i think probably uh, yeah sometime this fall or winter we're gonna start rolling with new music new singles so hopefully a fourth quarter uh released uh for the holidays would be a, a nice thing for uh, <laughs> i think i think we're album. i think we're aiming i think we're aiming for early 24 for the new album wow like, so yeah I, it's not it's not like confirmed a hundred percent yet but the the discussion is like early 24 i don't know which month yet or which date exactly no, but uh, yeah i didn't even you guys were 100 done yet i knew last time i read that you guys were in the process of finishing it up and that's why sometimes when people are bands are finishing up they're like all right this album this live thing is a celebration and a holdover we'll we go out we'll play a couple live dates in between to keep fresh while we're in the studio type of deal and there's a new piece of material out there for the fans right. i wasn't sure where where you no. Sure so we're done and like no right now i mean we're putting together the, the the tours for next year that are going to be the the album the new album tours so mm -hmm. it's good you know I'm, I'm uh you know i'm excited about all these things uh, i'm hoping all the plans can come together nicely it's not as easy anymore so but but we're working hard usa you had the tour plan twos at some point you're trying to get over to us we're we're trying. That's that's the thing now. We're trying to get on a uh, on a nice package uh, to to come over to come back to the states, you know. Because right like prior to that tour with Dragon Force, the like Firewind hadn't toured America in nine years. Like the last tour wow. was two thousand thirteen, and I definitely don't want to uh, stay away from the uh, uh, American audiences that long again. So uh, we want to we want to come back soon. So I think within two thousand twenty four, we are definitely going to plan on doing this. Yeah. I mean, it's hard and for people that aren't aware. I mean, it's not like when you go from um, Europe and everything over to the U.S., it's not like these, I don't know, these $8 visas people are complaining about uh, later on getting charged or something. It's it's a whole process of the band and and, and they have to bring crew mm -hmm. over Then they got to rent vehicles and, and that. And then they got they get merch comes over and the merch gets taxed coming in. The merch mm -hmm. gets taxed, but, but the, the venues are now taking, some of them are taking 30%. There's a lot of financial challenges for band, if, even just to break even. For some bands, just mm -hmm. to get the exposure to the fans. So I'm just kind of redundant for people to know that that's why you and other bands are having more of a challenge to not because everyone will be over here all the time. 
because where a lot of the fans are, you know, but it's just, there are so many financial challenges nowadays for a band. You can't afford to tour and lose money. You have bills. Oh yeah. Everyone's got bills, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, tour, I always say that touring is an expensive hobby and it costs thousands of dollars yeah. to keep the show on the road every day. So, you know, even if you're like a small club band, it, it's, you know, getting, getting a bus is, uh, and having, having a crew. And of course, from us, for us coming from Europe, visas and flights, it's just like, uh, you know, a five, five figure number already out yeah. of the box before you even, yeah. you know, step your foot in the States. So, you know, it has to, it has to work somehow and the money has to come back in. But, uh, I mean, you know, we, we've been, we've been doing it for long enough and, and, uh, right. and we, we want to keep complaining about it either. I'm just, I just wanted to the fans that that's why it happens. You guys, you know, it's not about the fans. It's really yeah. about the economics, you know? Yeah. 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 So yeah. But, but, but we want to, we want to come back and play for our fans. We want to, want to show up, you know, I don't want to just, uh, I don't want the band to, uh, stay away for like another decade. So yeah. Oh, hopefully you can make it back. I, I can see you next year too. Um, I just want to tell people besides so the live album, the older music, new music live album is out September 1st, still raging. And Gus has got a great website. I go to Firewood website, but also, you know, Gus's website, great, very interactive, got a lot of stuff on there. And also Facebook, uh, Instagram, and subscribe to his YouTube. It's it's pretty fun. There's a lot of, a lot of information on there if you're a fan. You know, we talk about guitars and even your visit to Jason Becker's on there, which is a which is a, a nice little visit too. Yeah, um, yeah, I enjoyed I did, watching I did that. Go to his house. Yeah, it was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. It was a special moment, so it's kind of cool you have it up there to share with people. Um, I want to thank you, man. I'm glad you could come on today and we could uh, talk about this. It's, it's a fantastic thank you, Sean. release. Thank you. Thank you.